1: Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So today we're going to discuss how to handle a boss who takes on projects that are unrealistic. Mm -hmm. We'll start with a question from someone whose boss makes promises to clients that require his staff to overwork to the point of exhaustion. Mm. During the second part of our podcast, we'll examine this issue from the manager's point of view. What if you have to take on demanding projects to keep your employees, to keep your staff employed? Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, this practice of taking
2: on unrealistic deadlines that your staff then have to fulfill is fairly common. Yep. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. Logan,
1: what's your question, please?
0: I work at a small business for a reputable professional, and I find myself in a very difficult position. He keeps taking on projects where he promises the client unrealistic deadlines and agrees to unreasonable budgets. Then he tells me to complete those projects, causing me to work endless hours around the clock. It's exhausting. I've tried to get him to do business differently, but he refuses. I'm currently interviewing for a new position, but I want to make sure that I don't replicate this situation. Any advice?
1: I mean, we've seen this with our clients. Yes. That... Mm -hmm. You know, there's good business, which you can make money on, and then there's bad business, which mm-hmm. is what I think this, this guy is doing. Mm. I mean, you know, he he's well-known and he wants to keep everyone employed and he wants to please the clients, but there are clients that just don't understand that things take longer yeah, and yeah. that you have to pay for them. And yeah. I, I think he's making a big mistake. So, I mean, yeah. you can tell by the... This, the staff is burnt out. So how do you avoid this in the future? That's really her question, Arka's Yes. Question. question. Yeah. And how you do that is you've got to talk to people that work there
0: mm-hmm. and
1: get the reality. And, you know, you want to know how late do they work. Um, you know, you want to ask the boss, have they ever taken on these mm-hmm. unrealistic projects and what has happened? Yeah. I mean, you know, you go on Glassdoor, see if anyone's written about it. Uh, there are people that don't run their business this way. A lot of people don't run their businesses the way they they turn that kind of business down and, or they're able to turn the client around and say, we're not going to be able to do that, but we could do this. Mm -hmm. You know, in order for you to get a good job, we're going to have to, you know, it's going to take double the amount of time and double the budget or whatever they have to say, but they, um they don't take on business that are going to stress their staff out to the point of this is really stressed out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: um, I think you have to talk to either ex employees or current employees. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the only way, or even clients, it's the only way you're going to find it out. I
2: agree. And you also have to, even for example, this is a reputable professional. You have to understand that being, Good at what you do is different from being a good business person, right? Mm. And so, very often, I think even people who are extremely talented or have very high-end clients, their desire is their desire is stronger to win people over than it is to set realistic uh, deadlines or really boundaries. Because this is about boundaries. It's about clarifying what you need, what your business needs, what your staff needs, what you're capable of producing and then what, you know, therefore what you can offer the client.
1: But I have this cl- this kind of conversation with clients all the time, like who runs your business? Do your clients run your business or yeah. do you run your business? Yeah. And it takes mm. longer to establish a business where you're running the business yeah. Yeah. and you have the kind of clients you want, but you know, it's easier to get clients that are going to drive you crazy. Well, I was just thinking, we've been guilty of that in the past. We most certainly have, but we, <laughs> but we also grew a business where we're now in control Yeah. Yes. and that took a long time. Yeah. So so, um, but this is an important conversation to have, mm-hmm. you know, who runs the business. Now I'm not saying that people shouldn't work hard Yeah, and sometimes you do work late and sometimes you do have to come in under budget, you know, but if it's, if you're only taking clients that are burning your staff out, mm-hmm. that that's a problem Yeah, yeah. and you don't want to repeat that. And I've seen it happen to people where they're just miserable yeah. Mm-hmm. When that's what the job is like. And then they start to get turned off by the industry. Wolves well, is this yeah. the industry. Like, what am I doing in this industry if I have to yeah. work like this? And people are so unhappy. So um, there are many business owners that have learned these lessons the hard way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and don't run their business this way. You just have to figure out who's... Who well, I was
2: going to say, mm-hmm. it can also happen in large corporations yes. if the culture is such that the client's demands matter more than anything. Right. Yeah. right. So you really, in both cases, it really is the case, as you're saying, Uh, Kathy, of investigating what people's previous experiences have been Mm -hmm. and really how are the staff protected and valued by either the business owner or the department manager or the corporation at large?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You have to do your homework Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's really important to do your homework. You've learned this lesson.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So,
1: yeah, I think,
2: I mean... I want to say the most, I think the most important thing is not to go after a shiny object. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like something where the name has such cachet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Unless you really know that the actual experience of working there is a good one.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, when you do find a better job, you're not going to regret the years because probably will work for you that ultimately you work there but it's an important lesson to learn yeah mm-hmm. that um th- that that's not sustainable yeah mm-hmm. for anyone no one can can you know constantly deliver unrealistic ex- expectations you can do it occasionally mm-hmm. yeah but you can't do it as a as a daily diet yeah yeah i'm thinking i'm working with you is
2: killing me we have we have that thing about Cultural fit? Is Mm -hmm. this the right culture for you? And anyone who's listening, if you want to try and figure out the best culture for you, there's a free chapter that you can download and take. On our website. Yeah, take Mm -hmm. the corporate culture assessment. But we also talk about, in terms of um, managing up, that you would want to meet with your boss and find out what their expectations are and really kind of manage that relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's some combination of those two things, right? Mm -hmm. That you, but first you have to find
1: out what the culture is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's, let's look at it from the other uh, point of view. What if you are, you are the manager and in order to keep the staff employed, you take on projects that demand a lot of them. I mean, Mm. it's, it's the same thing. It's, you know, sometimes it's best to have a smaller company Mm -hmm. until you can find the right business Right. So to keep people who em- employ that are only going to quit because they're unhappy, that's not, that's really what you're doing and you don't want to mm-hmm. do that. And you have to be realistic about what it is you can actually deliver right? Yeah. and what your people can deliver. So that's an important conversation for everyone to have with themselves. You know, what what is it that we can actually deliver here and what is bad i call it bad business when mm-hmm. you're not going to make any money on this client or maybe you'll make some money if you pull off the impossible but yeah. it's not how you it's not a sustainable business
2: no and i call it bad boundaries because yeah. basically mm-hmm. to set things up so that you can, you are taking care of your business and your staff and yourself In your company, you probably, there are going to be clients who you're going to have to push back on, right? You are going to have to say, no, we can't do that, but we can do this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the game too. I know very many people come to you, Kathy, to to ask or to learn how to say no in a way that's not cutting off possibilities, Mm -hmm. but that's making it clear that this is not a realistic request,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't see you know the danger of losing a piece of business is always scary, but there's nothing wrong with saying, maybe someone else can do this. But yeah. I know mm-hmm. that with our capacity, we we're it's going to really stress everyone out. Right. Uh, you know, you have to be realistic. Um,
2: That's it. Brings up another really interesting topic, I think, which is time management and time. You know, you're. Kathy is an ace at understanding the amount of time things take, of always being punctual, of not over-promising. And very few people have that capacity, <laughs> including myself. But that's something you should know about yourself if you are a manager or a business owner or someone running a department, which is you need to get really clear on how long things actually take. Right. right? Because that desire to be able to fulfill some kind of a deadline might override the reality of what can actually happen. So it's that thing of really learning what's realistic. And I have many clients that I call time optimists who have been managers, and they end up working themselves to the ground as well as their staff.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Because they say, yes, 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 sure. And they right. underestimate the amount of time it takes to do something.
1: But I think it's a lesson that everybody has to learn, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. which is really what is your capacity, what is your staff's capacity, and what mm-hmm. is good business and what is bad business. I think that's something that everybody has to learn. Yes. Um, but it's not a great way to run a company.
2: Right. Right.
1: So this is how, why policies get made and procedures, because you want to protect your staff. You, mm-hmm. you, know, you want them to be healthy. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: and, uh, work, you know, work undivided attention to you, but, but you can't burn them out like that. It's just not fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I think if I was this business owner, I would get myself an executive coach Mm -hmm. or maybe you just talk to your accountant and your lawyer Mm -hmm. and, you know, talk to some seasoned business owners that can help you understand. Right. Like how to turn this around. Well, right, exactly, because do you
2: have an actual pricing system? Do you have an actual project management time calculator? Right, right. Many people do not, you know, and if you don't, then you're always just guessing, and if you tend to be optimistic, you're going to guess... You're staffed to death. <laughs> you're also you're
1: going to get a reputation that's that you can do the impossible. Yeah, yes. that you charge lower fees than anyone else. Yes. Yep. That you know you will take on the crappy work and get it done. And that is that what you want? Is that right. what
2: you really want? Is that really
1: what what you want to live with? Yeah. So. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, so let me say our last thing. Um, that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at Ask K2. And also follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice.
0: If you want to receive our weekly podcast email, text us at 228-28 and type in My Crazy Office. That's all one word, My Crazy Office at 228-28.
2: And finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at MyCrazyOffice.co
0: My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.